So, I want to talk about music today, because music is a big part of my life, and I need to figure out why. Um, I started playing music very young. My dad's a musician, and my mom is interested in all in lots of different kinds of music. She's not a professional musician, but she plays piano and flute and various other things. And so they put me in guitar or piano lessons when I was really young. And that was nice. And my dad had a drum set in the basement and that was fun to to bang on when I was a kid. And um Eventually I started playing guitar, started a band with my friends at school. Um, yeah, I guess it was one of those things. I just had a lot of fun and I, and I wanted to be good at it. When I was a kid, life was a lot about being good at things. I would always want to, my brothers and I would always fantasize about being professional this and professional that, whether it's like BMXer or snowboarder or, or, uh, usually it was some kind of extreme sport, <laughs> but guitar kind of got lumped in there too. And, and, um, when my brother was practicing to be a professional extreme sports bike rider, I uh, was practicing to, to be a professional guitar player and was all about being the best and, and practicing. So I practiced a lot. My dad kind of showed me a little bit how to practice uh, jazz. Eventually I figured out that if you wanted to be really good, you had to learn jazz because that was kind of one of the more complicated genres. So I practiced a lot. And um, I got really good at guitar. And when it came time to audition, or when it came time to, to apply to universities, I figured out audition for jazz guitar. And that's what I did. And so it was the, the journey of being the best at guitar continued as I went to college and I'm surrounded by other people who also want to be the best, not at, not only at guitar, but other instruments. And and um, so that was, that was a huge part of my life is trying to be really good at guitar. Um, at some point though, I realized well, eventually I realized that that's not all there is to music, and, and maybe I'll start at the beginning. One thing that helped me realize this is that when I was uh, playing professional guitar for my summer job, I played in the band for a, a musical, and... When I was driving home, I would listen to the radio, and there's this radio show called The Signal on CBC. 
Signal with Lori Brown. It's not a radio show anymore. They they canceled it and and now they have a show called After Dark instead. But when I was doing this musical, they had this show called The Signal. And there was lots of different kinds of music on The Signal. And I realized listening to that that I had really enjoyed listening to music that wasn't difficult to play on the guitar. Um, and so I, I come across this idea that I've been practicing being the best at guitar, but what good does it, does that serve if the music, a lot of the music that I really, really enjoy listening to doesn't require me to be extremely good at guitar. So that was kind of in the middle of my college career that I realized that. And then, not surprisingly, the motivation to keep practicing and to be the best at guitar slowly went away to the point where at the end, once I graduated from college, I was like, okay, I think I'm done practicing now, which was a kind of a rebellious thing to do. I think a lot of the really good guitar players at the the music school um, kind of graduated feeling like they still have a lot of practicing to do if they're going to be the best or if they're going to be the best that they could be. They still have so much to practice and so much to learn about how to play guitar. And that's true. I could have learned a lot more about guitar and I could have been the best and I could have tried to be as good as people like Ben Monder and Julian Lodge. And um, Pat Metheny and, and all these professional guitar players that you probably haven't heard of unless you're also a guitar player. And I realized that I didn't really want to be that good at guitar like I didn't have any use for it other than this this weird desire just to be the best just for the sake of being the best I the only reason I enjoyed listening to Ben Maunder is because I can be amazed at how good he is when I actually just listen as if it's just music and not some virtuoso guy if I just listen to how the music sounds I don't enjoy listening to it as much as I listen as I enjoy listening to other kinds of music that are easier to play. And so I realized that being the best at guitar is not that important. And you probably already know this because you haven't heard of Ben Monder or Julian Lodge, most likely. And um It doesn't, uh, you, you just have to believe me that they're the best at guitar. <laughs> and the fact that you haven't heard of them means that being the best of, at guitar is not that important. What matters is actually making music that people enjoy listening to. And um, so that's the first realization that happened. 
And so I started writing music that was simpler and easier to play, but that I enjoyed the sound of. And so I started learning how to record and making electronic music and even writing words with melodies because I realized a lot of the music I like listening to has words and, and lyrics and I hadn't really learned how to do that yet. And so I did a whole a whole album of music like that and that, that album's called As We Must. And um, that was a good album that I recorded. Um, kind of simpler music. Simpler in one way. Simpler in in that it doesn't try to show off my musical knowledge or my guitar knowledge, but complicated in another way where it, the production is pretty complex. And anyway, we don't have to go down that discussion unless you're really interested in musical production. But so that album was good. And then and then um, I had another experience at I um I was part of a large group of performers who put on um a performance of R. Murray Schaefer's Apocalypsis. Now Schaefer is a classical composer. He's written like string quartets and stuff like that. He's still alive. Um, he's pretty old, but he's still alive. <laughs> anyway, so he wrote this thing back in the 70s or 80s, I think, called Apocalypsis. And it was only performed once. And they decided to do it again um, as part of the Luminato Festival in Toronto a, a few years ago. And this is a wildly ambitious uh piece of music and it's more than just music there's there's actors who have speaking lines and there's dancers and it was the the staging was was wild i was in one of the choirs there's like 12 choirs in the performance and there's a there's a string section and there's a percussion section and there's brass and all together, there's like a thousand performers in this one show. And I was in one of the choirs and and we had to learn where to stand and we we did some basic choreography. And the whole thing was in service of this story that Schaefer was telling. And he was using text from the book of Revelation and text from other spiritual writers. And basically the story that he was telling was of apocalypsis, which is a word that we tend to think means the end of something, the end of the world. But I think at its root, I don't know where the root is, whether it's like Latin or Greek or something, what it really means is the end of something, but the beginning of the next thing. So, Schaefer was telling this grand story about the end of 
an old corrupt way of being and the end being driven by imagery from the book of revelations which describes in the bible how the how they think the world would end when when jesus returns and it's very violent and scary and chaotic but the bible stops there but schaefer keeps going and and then he in the second half of the performance he describes the birth of a new world where everything is is different and kind of hopeful and um the text that he uses for the second half comes from i forget the the guy's name but one of the first people in in history to say things like god is the universe god is is everything um and so it changed into a different kind of spirituality for the second half and i was really inspired by that like you one thing that made me inspired feel inspired was the music didn't sound good at some points of this apocalypse like during the apocalypse like when the when the old world is ending and everything's chaotic like it doesn't sound good in Schaefer's thing but it's the point is not to sound good the point is to tell the story to tell a meaningful story and then listening to that and being a part of it is 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 deeper than just enjoying listening to a piece of music it's it's learning about this story and reflecting on how it applies to our life and especially in these times it's like our world kind of is ending with with all these the crises that we're facing climate change and the economic crisis and politics is kind of chaotic and and everyone's wanting change and and I do believe that we're kind of facing an apocalypse a, a, an end of some kind of world and the birth of a new kind of world with a different spirituality and a different story of being and so i i reflected on how murray shafer's work um is kind of a story of where we are in our society today and and that was really cool and that was really deep um and so then i recorded an album that was a half an hour long and it was it was a story and it was kind of similar to apocalypse it was the story of my own um journey from growing up and being kind of ignorant and privileged and thinking that you could just go to school and get a job and then buy a house and your life would be fine and it would be great and thinking that as a kid and then growing up and realizing that there's all these problems there's climate change there's inequality there's deforestation there's every all the problems you can name and then being depressed about that and then trying to fix the problem and becoming an activist and realizing that I'm not a good activist and then being really just dis- in despair and then 
And that was kind of the end of the old world for me, and or at least in this album that I, I recorded. The, the album is called In Service of Other Beings and In Service of the Earth, which is a line that Charles Eisenstein said. And, and that's where I chose the title of this podcast, too. So in the middle of my big, long, half, half an hour long piece, I give up on trying to change the world and I realize that I can just do small acts of love and, and that will be okay. And anyway, that's a, maybe that's a longer story, but you can listen to that too. If you find my, my website, uh, paulbartonmusic.com. So so then I did that album, and then after that, another experience happened to me. Which was I found community singing. And community singing added a whole other layer to this, which is that when you sing together with people, without any barriers without trying to make it sound really good and without singing really hard music and without needing to practice a whole lot and just just singing for fun and singing songs that you can just learn quickly and and my first experience was that was with Lawrence Cole and I was lucky because Lawrence is, is one of the best community song leaders there is. And he visited Toronto and my friend told me about it. And, and I went and there's such a, such a nice feeling of community and, and belonging. And, and when a whole group of people sings together and, and, and connects emotionally to the music, they connect emotionally to each other. And and when all of the all of the musical um, st- stuff is out of the way, all of the trying to be perfect and trying to sing the right notes and trying to be in tune and trying to match vowels and trying to match consonants and all the other things that choirs can sometimes do, all those things that get get you bogged down and trying to make the music the best it can be when you get rid of all of that and just sing together it's such a good experience any i can't really describe it um but it's very sacred in it and i imagine people who go to church experience this sometimes and and i was like oh so so then i learned another thing which which was singing together can be a sacred thing it can build community and it can be so so much fun and so I, I i started as a young person i grew up trying to be the best at guitar and playing music that i didn't really like the sound of and then i realized that i could i could make music that i did like the sound of and i didn't have to make it hard at to play at guitar and i didn't have to show off my guitar skills 
so that I could enjoy, enjoy music. And then I realized that my music could tell a story that was meaningful and, and that that story could apply to people's lives. And then I realized that music can build community and when you make music together that it can be an extremely meaningful and joyous experience. And now I, I kind of try to put all those together in my, my current music. I try to tell stories that are meaningful and I try to make it accessible for groups of people to sing together. And um, I'm only 26 and I've already gone through so many transformations. I guess maybe this is common for for people or maybe not. I don't know, but I, I feel like I, I have a lot more to learn and I have no idea what the next revolution in my musical journey is going to be. Um, but that's where I am now. And I feel kind of weird about saying this, but if you if you want to check out where my music is right now, you can check out my website, um, paulbartonmusic.com, and you can go to Community Songs, and those are the songs that I've written that are for singing together. And they're easy to learn, and you, you can learn them in 10, 15 minutes and sing them with a the group. Um, Yeah, so stay tuned and and the next time I have a musical revolution I'll I'll let you know. Bye for now.